Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. This week on the show, I have comedian Ramsey Omri. Ramsey can be found on both Twitter and Instagram at Ramsey Omri. This week, Ramsey and I discuss Comic Book Wednesday, YouTube instructional videos, and playing guitar. Hope you enjoy. The, the comic book stuff. How, how old were you when you got into comic books? Oh, man. Uh, third grade, at least. Like, second or third, yeah, third grade. It was third grade. I think uh, the, the first one I got was in, like, the middle of third grade. And uh, my friend Stephen Warrens had a Spider-Man. And uh, I just kept reading it over and over again. Like, he, he, he was into comic books, and he would bring, like, a small stack to read. And, like, I would try to, like, get the comics, because I, I just I got addicted. I got hooked. Like, I, would, I would be like, oh, this one's great, this one's great. I got, like, $5 for my allowance, and I would try to... It was a big deal when I finally could get comic books. My mom was always very strict. Like, I couldn't watch TV all that much. Uh, I'm, I'm sure she would prefer if I didn't like the comic books. Uh-huh. But at the same time... At least you were reading. Yeah, at least I was reading, and at least I wasn't bugging her about about TV or Nintendo. We didn't have... We didn't, I forgot when we got Nintendo, but, like, I, I remember, like... I mean, that was more like fourth grade, like so. I was like, uh, I was, I was, I would read like I couldn't get Nintendo Power because that was a subscription. I didn't have the money, but I would get all like the computer and video game magazines and stuff like that. Like I was obsessed about like uh, stuff everybody's obsessed about now, I guess. But um, but uh, um, comic books especially, and um, um, I, I've always gone through phases. But I remember. Um, the reason that Comic Book Wednesday was a big deal is because Comic Book Wednesday is when all the new comic books come mm-hmm. in. Kind of like how new movies come out on Fridays yeah. and albums drop on Tuesdays. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. Comic, new comic books drop on Wednesdays. And um, also, like, comic book shops for a lot of people are like barber shops for nerds. Like, it's mm-hmm. where, like, they come together. And so, like... So when you, when it's like Comic Book Wednesday, you're just going to meet a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. There's just going to be a lot of people you run into and you, and you like uh, you talk about things. And you're like, oh, that's really good. Or you should try out that. Or like, oh, I like that part. You know, or have you heard about this? It's like there's it, a little community behind it. it. Exactly. Um, it, there is a little. It, like it, there's a little community behind. It. I mean, it's. Um, yeah, every, it's like anything else anybody has any excitement for so it's like oh my god there's this thing I like and other excited people are there too and we could totally talk about this stuff this is great and so um, Wednesdays was like when the new stuff would come in and um, the thing about also Wednesday is uh, like California has like one distributor it's called mm-hmm. Diamond and so like they get like a certain number of comics and then they dole them out to the shop so you're not guaranteed a certain amount. Like, certain stuff could come in, certain stuff could not come in, and that was kind of the cliffhanger as well. You'd be like, did we get the new X-Men? Or, like, we got short change this week, they'll probably show up next week. You're like, no! What's gonna happen Uh to Wolverine? I'm just glad, like, I got in this early before the internet, because then, like, I would be like, what happened to Wolverine? And and the internet would be like, did you hear what happened to Wolverine? (laughs) Like, no! Yeah, nothing... Nothing can be, like, a secret for more than, like, a few minutes right? in yeah. today's age. Yeah, yeah, and it's especially, like, a secret, like, like also, like, the idea, like, oh, you like this thing that I like? I thought nobody liked this thing. Yeah. So, like, that kind of thing, like, a magic trick about your own enthusiasm, mm-hmm. you know? So, that, but, like, um, but, like, and also, like, you know, you, you befriend people in the comic book stores, like, the shop. Like, if you're going to work at a comic book store, you're already, a, like, a weird, mercurial mm-hmm. person. 
And so, like, you you know, it's the, your time to, like, dip into this world of weirdness a lot. Mm-hmm. So I remember, like, there was one guy who was, like, a former, like, vet whose wife wanted him out of the house, so he would work there. So he'd, be like, <laughs> he'd tell me all these weird stories from Iraq or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I knew one guy who's, like, he's an introvert, and he, he owns the Blast Off comics, but he has, like... Great stories. He's good friends with Jennifer Aniston his whole life. So he he would have he he has these great stories about <laughs> why he got into comics too. He has these epic stories about getting shortchanged on buying his first or selling his first comic, and so now he treats every customer with a certain level of like respect and care about them because he he himself got shortchanged. So you meet a lot of interesting personalities and like you it's your chance to like dip into those personalities right. too. So, um, did you always go to the same comic book shop? Pretty for, much, for yeah, pretty much. Where was that? Uh, at different phases of my life, it was different places. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, uh, most notably, was um, um, I think it was like there was this, pl- this place in Seaman called Dream World. Um, it's a, I think it's bounced around from a couple places, but um, what comic book shops have now started to do too, so they can better control their numbers because they don't know like what's coming in is not. They start what's called pull files, which is basically they just take the comic, and instead of leaving it out on the newsstand, they'll put it in a little file which mm-hmm. you can grab later. And so I remember like that. That was like the first one, was uh, it was like Dream World. Um, um, but then like because I start doing open mics like. If I know, I will check if there's near comic book stores, near open mics, and if there's one within walking distance, I'll mm-hmm. totally check it out. Yeah. When I was in North Hollywood, uh, that's how I knew about Blast Office because it was like two blocks down from a from the from an open mic I was going to, mm-hmm. so I would just walk to that one, and um, and uh, and if uh, when I was near the Groundlings, there's a uh, uh, or trying to get to the Groundlings, it wasn't never in the Groundlings. I'd like to say for the record, <laughs> never in the Groundlings. But, like, when I was in their classes, there's a Melrose Comics right nearby there. And so on Wednesdays, I'd go back there. And I remember taking a writing writing cl- uh, comic book class, which took place at Meltdown, on, and it took place on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So I would get, you know, I would get from there. So I bounced around from different places to different places about it. But, like, but I, I, say, I, I have to say, like, I was... I, but I, it also not only was about the place, but sometimes I'd be, like, I'd, like... I'd be like, I'd like try to race home so I could get to the comic book store before it closed so I could get my comics on Wednesday so mm-hmm. I could read them and start getting into them. Um, and then talk about them the next day with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, like, um, um, like another interesting thing is because it does happen on Wednesdays, typically comic book shops are open later on Wednesdays. You think it'd be mm. the weekends, but the weekends... For whatever reason, they're kind of like standard hours. Sometimes Sundays are like eleven to five. Yeah. But like on Wednesdays, they'll be like, "Oh no, it's eleven to nine. Come nice. late. <laughs> yeah, come on in. Come on, you know, come on when you can." So. Were there ever like crazy lines to get in on Wednesdays? There Depending no, on. No, there's no crazy lines, but stuff. Certain stuff sells out quick. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, there's never any lines, um, because also because there's no epic events anymore mm-hmm. so like you don't only have a line if there were people waiting to pick it stuff up as soon as they opened and I don't think that's happened since the early 90s with the death of Superman mm-hmm. that was the first kind of like what moment of comic books like there's definitely in terms of uh, comic book marketing a before and after of the death of Superman because that was just so like 
just so every everything's just sold out so quick. That's the yeah. first time I knew about that they started doing like they would double print a comic because it was like sold out so fast mm-hmm. that we're like we get people want to see it. So there was like the original black in a bag black bag, and then there was the second run which was the white bag, and that's the one I got because like I, even I couldn't. My mom tried to get it. She was like, Oh yeah, nope, nope. <laughs> well, and she was like, her thing was actually she was like, my mom was savvy like that. She was like, No, how do you think I'm gonna pay for your college? Let's see what. Right, right. I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna get that, but like. Have you sold comics, too? I've never sold them. Um, I do have some things that are sellable. Mm-hmm. I have the first appearance and first cover appearance of a character named Gambit, mm-hmm. which is pretty noteworthy. Um, I have, like, one or two, like, stuff that's uh, pretty noteworthy, but most most comics, now, especially now that they have, like, them binded in the graphic novel so you can buy them on Amazon and, and catch up like they're not they have no real resale value or unless they're like the first issue of the first appearance of Spider-Man or the mm-hmm. Punisher or something like that something amazing um uh, they're, they're not they're not they don't have any real resale value yeah um the, or if they do it's very very um circumstantial yeah you're just not going to be able to play the market on it and now since it's such like a small niche market in a lot of ways movies aside like in terms of the comics themselves there's such a small market that um that you know there's no uh, like really uh, collectability anymore the only collectability is the stuff from like the 1950s so it's like there's like the old stuff and then there's just like a huge drop off of like yeah get, get whatever you want like right you know there's not a huge, um, there's not a huge market. So I have one trunk of comics that are actually pretty expensive somewhere, but in terms of like past that like trunk of like the comics I had when I was a kid, like most of them I actually I throw out because okay, like, you know there's actually there's actually one collectible comic that I got recently actually by accident, and that was uh, recently there was a controversy about X Men comic where the artist. In the background, um, put um, like it was like Muslim terrorist graffiti in it for some weird reason, because um, there's this tension between Muslims and Christians in in Indonesia, and so like the more militant Muslim slogans was all throughout this X Men comic, and no one in Marvel picked it up, and they published it. Oh. And so, like, <laughs> so, like, they, they published it, but as soon as they figured out, they stopped publishing it and put out another comic without the slogans mm-hmm. in it. So I have one of the ones, <laughs> ironically, my dad's Muslim, and I'm the one with the anti-Muslim, <laughs> or, or not Muslim, my anti-Muslim, Muslim militant slogans yeah, yeah. on it, so... Um, so that doesn't, that's not a good look, but, um, but yeah, that's like, in terms of like... A rare some, edition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, yeah, but it's like collectible for the wrong reasons. Right, like, right. So you got the old, old stuff where it's like, um, first appearance of Doctor Strange, and then, but, which you can't afford as a kid. No one can afford. Right. And then, so, um, and then, and then you, and then, uh, you know, uh, and then, uh, the stuff that gets collectible by accident, like, mm-hmm. characters... Now, because, like, comic books keep churning out so fast and so hard, like, they, there's no events anymore. Like, I remember when, from the Fantastic Four, Johnny Storm died. 
the human torch. And like no one really cared. Superman died like two years ago or last year. <laughs> no one noticed. No one cared. I didn't know about that. But yeah, because it was exactly because it was part of a marketing campaign. Right. Everyone's a little more cynical now and a little more up on it. So everyone realizes like comic comic. Now, the thing about that changed everything is like when Superman died and came back, they knew like everyone knew that like. Well, they're just gonna come back anyway. There was like there's the beginning and the death because like now you could do all these things with characters you could kill them off. But at the same time, it's like, well, you can't. They're gonna come back in six months. Yeah, right. It's no big deal. So um, yeah. So um, yeah. So I, I was, I'm assuming if I look some collectible stuff somewhere, but most of it I actually just like read it, enjoy it. And if it has something really meaningful to say, I'll keep it. And most of the time I just throw it out because it's just it's just soap operas with blazers. Right. <coughs> There's a reason they also print it on like magazine and newspaper yeah. material. It's yeah. like it's not a book. It's it's, not it's no. meant to be just you know consumed and then move They're on. Just stories, right? Yeah. But that's also kind of what's neat about them. It's just like if you can keep them in that pristine condition sure, for yeah, so many absolutely. years and not let you know oxidation and the elements get to it. <laughs> but now that even the papers themselves, they don't use like a newspaper. They use like magazine paper, so oh, it'll okay. last forever now. Yeah. So. You know, you can. You, they have bags and boards if you want to, like, kind of like get it from getting crinkled. Mm-hmm. But, um, but in terms of that, which more co- any comic books will give you if you buy a comic, you want bags and boards with that, so you can like kind of keep it stain. But I'm like, nah, yeah. I just ready to see what happened with Miss Marvel. I just yeah. wanted to see what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, you're reading it like a kid in the like the fifties would, just like, nah, what do I need to keep this for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, also at this point, like I know, like there's not going to be any like, oh my god, oh, Sean. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I don't have kids. I'm not going to have kids. So it's just like one of those things where like there's nothing. There's nothing for me to like. Oh, this will be good someday, or this is some bonding, or some will appreciate it. It's like no, it's, I read it. I enjoyed it. This was strictly for me. Mm-hmm. It's done. That's that, and I think that's just a good way to look at things in general. Yeah. Not just tie so much nostalgia and like permanence to a thing which is right. like it's gonna you know disintegrate eventually just like my body <laughs> it's true yeah it's, and you change like I, yeah. I, I uh, with comic books I'll come back to it and I'll leave it and I'll mm-hmm. come back to it and I'll leave it because uh, it gets if you get you can get expensive they're you know comic books cost like three to four dollars now okay uh, or four to five dollars I should say three ninety nine yeah two, uh, three to five dollars now mm-hmm. And, you know, and uh, so that, as opposed to when I was a kid, it was like a dollar twenty-five, dollar seventy-five. Oh wow! You give me five dollar allowance, it's four or five comics. Yeah. If you're a kid now, you give me five bucks, it's one comic. Yeah. So all um, the kids now are just on the internet, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for better and worse. Yep. <laughs> for better and worse. I especially like the internet. Like I'm like. I'm listening to Instagram and they always have the feed and it's comedians and it's like that is not a comedian. Right. Like some like lady like uh, doing some like half ass skit. Everyone's all attractive and doing like jokes and um, um, you know that aren't based in reality or anything like that. And you're like, God damn it. Yeah. I'm really trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the internet, our yeah. our next topic, the YouTube instructional videos. Oh, man. Do you uh, do you do you watch them to actually do what they're instructing on? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. It's not just like a relaxation kind of thing. No. Just like <laughs> no. But I gotta say, like, if I have to do anything, mm-hmm. I, I check YouTube first. Even, yeah. Even before Google. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's what I, <laughs> I always tell people to do. Like, just like check YouTube. It'll tell you how to do everything. Well, yeah, because it's it's all the elements. It's like. You can see it and you can hear how right. what they're doing. 
right? But there's also so many different types of people doing it, right, too. Right, right. Like, there'll be, like... Different techniques. Exactly, like, especially when it comes to cars. Like, mm-hmm. there'll be, like, companies showing you how to install their window wipers or, like, their uh, um, air conditioning unit, um, re- reloads. And, but at the same time, there'll be just, like, some guy outside who's yeah. just going to, like... Randy in his garage. Randy in his garage was just going to put on new struts on his 97 <laughs> Ford truck, Ford Ranger. <laughs> and just, like, and he's just, like, you know, like so many people are, like, dying to feel, to feel like an expert. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, their one little chance to be, like, this is me being the expert. I'm going to show you how to do this because no one can do this as good as I can. Are those your favorite kind? Like Absolutely. The- like... I, I, uh, I, eat, Joe I, I, I eat a half a uh, breast of a uh, half a breast of boiled chicken pretty much uh, like most of my week and like one of my favorite videos is this lady showing me how to boil chicken <laughs> like she's like you know you put your spices in and this is how you long you and you know what god damn it it's good boiled chicken like yeah. she nailed it she fucking nailed that boiled chicken but yeah, and so uh, so those kind of videos are like um, there was one video I wanted to uh, learn how to make spaghetti squash Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, but it wasn't, instead of, like, this lady, it was this lady honestly trying to make, like, her own homemade, like, web channel type of thing. Mm-hmm. It was, like, you could tell, like, the video wasn't, like, high quality, but at the same time, like, she had clear, prepared her counter and stuff like that. She was really trying to make, like, a YouTube channel off the ground. And so, you know, but at the same time, nobody's going to ever hear of it unless you, like, Google YouTube or YouTube search, you know, how to cook spaghetti squash. Yeah. But if you do, like, fucking she nailed it. <laughs> like, that, um, that, uh, although I gotta admit, like, that, uh, for me, I just never quite got it. Like, for whatever reason. Because, like, it, I just never got, like, total spaghetti. Yeah. But, um. Well, you saw, like, tools for that now, too. Yeah. 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 But, like, that's the thing. Like, there's so many types of people, like, trying to, like, just get, this is the one thing they're good at. Yeah, like, oh, I think I know how to do it. Yeah, I'll make a video <coughs> about it. Totally. Totally. And that's why I also, like, originally, uh, uh, like, th- where, like, sometimes, like, self-help or, or like, because, like, there's, like, I'll be, there's stuff, like, and it, the only catch-all, like, with the stuff, those type of self-help stuff as opposed to the instructional is uh, they'll mention behaviors, but they can get addicting. Like, oh, I finally solved that problem inside me as opposed to, because the problem in the car is tangible. You can fix that. Right. It happens. It's done. But the self-help stuff, you're like, oh, I totally... I totally fixed my problem with this one Tony Robbins yeah. half hour where he talked, where he promoted his book half half of the time through it, and it, that becomes like a drug. Like, oh, I totally fixed myself this uh-huh. time with this one video. I got it this time, you know. But I'm still watching the next one. Yeah, the so like, oh, yeah. what's next? Yeah, yeah. Was although sometimes like some of the ones that like. Um, that is, it made me more of a scientist because like the, some of the TED talks. Uh, where they have evidence and research. I'm like, oh, that doesn't work. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. see that happening. Okay, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. What do you think is, like, the... Either, like, the the weirdest or silliest thing you've ever watched a YouTube instructional video on? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, silliest ones that uh, I've watched it on. Let's see. Um... They've been all, like, really practical things, too. Uh, I think the silliest circumstance was uh, I was trying to get to an open mic, and, um, like, I hadn't installed my window wipers. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, uh, I like, they were gone. They were just gone. Like, I couldn't drive 
because like they were was it raining dirt. at the time? Yeah, it was oh, okay. raining. It was smearing dirt, and like I was like, and I had them in the back of my car. I just hadn't installed them because I was like, meh, work. Yeah. But now it's like, but I was like, I, for whatever reason, yeah, you know, I'm militant with my mics. I'm gonna make this mic. Yeah. I'm gonna make my mic. So I um, I was like, I'm in the rain, like in my bit. I like I'm trying to like shield my phone from getting wet uh-huh. while I'm looking at this YouTube video of how to install these like at the worst possible time. time. Yeah. These like I'm getting wet and I'm trying to st- install like these window wipers. That's so funny. And I I watched a video on how to do that too. Yeah. yeah but I was doing it like when the sun was out. Exactly. <laughs> it was yeah. It was dark. It was nighttime. So yes. it was just like. Oh, fuck. This is, it was like one of those ones where like everything you didn't want to happen in that situation mm-hmm. was totally happening in that situation. Um, yeah. But like, also I'm glad like we could talk about it because I'm like, yeah, just like I'm spreading a message. Check YouTube. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's I like my dad. My dad loves fixing cars and he loves uh-huh. gardening. And he loves fixing washing machines and stuff like that, like household stuff. In fact, I feel kind of bad for him. Because, like, now stuff is getting more uh, digital and technological. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's not something you can just take, like, a exactly screwdriver like, to. Like, and so it's like, ah, oh, it's another thing my dad can't fix anymore. Aww. Is he into the YouTube videos, too? He totally is. Yeah. Because, like, like, the stuff he can fix, he, they'll shoot you know, some refrigerator repairman will be like, oh, this is how you fix, uh, like, rechange uh, the motor, inside motor, or, like, some washer lost its, um, uh, there's, like, they have rubber bands that spin around, or, mm-hmm. like, just, he loves, he, he, he has, he's, he, he, uh, my dad drives Ford Ranger trucks. He had one that lasted, like, 25 years. Mm-hmm. He had another one now, and, like, I I'm firmly believe he still has... Even though he now like, has another car, like a Camry, he, I firmly believe he keeps that Ranger just so he has, like, a car he can work on. Yeah. Just, like, a car that he can just, like, do sh- stuff on. But, um, but, like, every time, like, there's something, like, a mess and he wants to fix it, he's like, let's, let's go to YouTube. Let's, and also, like, he also goes to YouTube, too, because he... My dad's a... a, a, a and Muslim has nothing to do with it, but he's Arab, mm-hmm. and so like um, English isn't his first language and it's not his strongest language, mm-hmm. and um, and so like in both reading and um, hearing it, and so if he can go to YouTube and there's like some guy just like working on it and like just like he could see it with his hands, he could yeah, see the, like the parts moving and how they move stuff. He doesn't have to rely on English so much. He can be like, oh, all right, there we go. I do that, <laughs> you know. So that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. No, totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that he's all about YouTube, you know. <laughs> you don't always need the auditory aspect of it. Like you, right. just seeing it can be enough. Exactly. Exactly. Especially for him. Like, um, like, uh, his English has never been good. Like the only thing he laughs at is like slapstick comedy. Yeah. Like, like he can get like he, I never yeah, saw my dad's love so hard as watching Home Alone. Uh-huh. Cause, like, That's funny. My dad loves Home Alone. He's foreign, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, like, a paint can to the face is universal. Yeah, it's you hilarious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you don't need, a, like, a, a clever barb or something like that. Right. You know, like that. But, like, the guy taking off his shoes to, like, get up the stairs yeah. and then getting it nailed through the foot while he's all tarred up. Uh-huh. And he's like, but, you know, you don't, need, you don't need English to understand what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Did he grow up, like, loving, like, the Three Stooges and, like, Oliver and Hardy? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Like, I don't think he got a chance to watch it growing mm-hmm. up. But I think, he, like, if he had a chance to, he would, he would totally watch it uh, or enjoy it on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting, like, um, 
like what it was what's interesting about that too is like I once took him to Shakespeare because uh, I was going to see Shakespeare and like he understood but he couldn't understand he's like I like it but I don't understand yeah. what you're saying <laughs> well we hardly do yeah exactly that's why it's, we just study it in school exactly yeah. that's the funny part where it's yeah. like probably nobody in that place does either dad no one does yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> We're all like, what the fuck are they talking right, about? Right, it's totally, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, or it's even weirder when you do understand it. You're like, oh, that's a good phrase. That's yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why does anyone want to talk like that anymore? Yeah. That's so funny. Um, cool. That's that's fun that you share that, like, little thing with your dad. Like, did you show your dad YouTube? Like, oh, totally. Yeah. Like, well, my dad's still an old, like, guy in his late 70s, so, like, He's uh, computers like he just like what what did I do why am I especially websites like why am I on this website right now or why is this not working yeah (laughs) oh you hit the mute button or like oh if you press right here that will take you to the next website if you want to go back you'll press this button hey that's amazing if you want to show this button video you hit that button but like my dad has never been like it's weird like he works on electronics works on computer boards he works on stuff like that but when it's like like the home like uh, or experience, so to speak, like getting on websites and stuff like that. He's like, why is this? Why is this so complicated? <laughs> yeah, like so complicated. Yeah. Why is why is the keyboard not working anymore? Yeah. Like one time, like he um, uh, he he accidentally like nudged uh the fi- the widget that you use for like a wireless keyboard mm-hmm. off off its uh out of this thing. So like the keyboard didn't work anymore. And he was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm having an <laughs> <Yeah>. older <laughs> man is, moment. <laughs> I'm like, that one time I was impressed, because usually it's like, oh, Dan, you hit the yeah. button, or like some, like, you know, you just got to go back, or like, you just have to use the mouse like this, like two, you, and you know, to be fair, like sometimes I have those moments too, because like, I just got a Mac, and it took me like a week to figure out, you have to use like two fingers if you want to go up and down with yeah. the screen, I was like, how the fuck does anybody? <laughs> yeah, it's like a learning curve. Yeah, totally. It's, with a lot of those things, too, it's like they've made things so simple that it's, like, almost too complicated. Right. Yeah, right. I have, like, a whole thing with that. It's just like, this is a, why, why do we need to make it this simplified? We can just, we can do the two extra steps to... <laughs> yeah, not, exactly. Not have it be such a, like, a complete change of pace or whatever. Um, yeah, abrupt stop on that. Um, so that, I think it's super cool that you play, um, guitar. Yeah, absolutely. So you're super disciplined, like 30 minutes a day? Uh, I, not as much as I used to be, but it's definitely like the constant goal in my head is like 30 minutes a day. Yeah. That's like the, the, what I shoot for every day. Um, and it can range from 15 usually to 45. Yeah. But How long have you been playing guitar? Uh, since I was 14. Oh, hell yeah. You've been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. I was going to go into music before... I was gonna go into comedy, mm-hmm. but like, growing up, like watching stuff, I like, oh man, everybody in music is good looking, and I was like, yeah, all right, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm insecure like that, everybody, but like, uh, but also like at the time, I was like 300 pounds of this mongoloid, and like the moments, like the timing moments of getting people together and having like, we're gonna practice this and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna have a band go for a long period, just never materialized. Mm-hmm. It was just easier. For me to do comedy, that's where like things just gravitated to. Yeah. But like, uh, but like, uh, I've always like I was obsessed with mu- uh, with playing guitar and music. Like I have to say, like my first like 
like that kind of butterfly feeling you get with your homeowners when you're a kid. It wasn't with a girl. I like I somebody had left a guitar and I touched the guitar and I felt aroused. I didn't have a boner, but it was mm-hmm. like I felt like a tingling feeling. Like this is magical. This yeah, is some connection with that. This is something. I don't know what it is. And so like I started just like first I started buying guitar magazines, and then. Um, my family had an old guitar that was really broken, didn't work, but I, I was like, I'll just try to make it work. And then they, there was like, um, uh, I forget what the, it's, uh, there's a holiday when Ramadan ends. And so f- to celebrate that, my dad bought me a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, and that, so I had my first acoustic and then I just started playing it. And uh, I never got into rock bands. My high school had a jazz band. I got into the jazz band. And then um, um, I, I just kept playing that over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and I, it's something that stick with me the rest of my life. Because uh, you, you just get better. If you stick with, like, that's why I say a half hour a day. Like, if you, you want to learn an instrument, uh, barring, like, an intense physical injury, like, if you, half hour a day is, like, all you really mm-hmm. need. Uh, but it's, like, a half hour a day for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. in this half hour, what do you normally do? Do you, like, try to learn, like, a new song? Are you doing scales? Uh, I, uh, first, uh, just, like, warming up the fingers, mm-hmm. like... You know, like it takes like the first fifteen minutes is really just trying to get my fingers to do what I wanted to do or mm-hmm. do something cool. Um, between that, it's a mix of songs I can't play because they're too hard, mm-hmm. and then me just jamming. Like, yeah. Just like well, that's one thing about losing learning music theory. Like, because once you learn music theory, you can like you can just like figure out songs and stuff like that. You just, you could figure out like what notes go where and how you can move. Uh, chords there and then chords in another direction um, plus like you after a while once you start playing you could just let your hands do their thing mm-hmm. once your hands yeah, like once you know enough theory and you've been playing it long enough your hands you could just let your hands do what they want and sometimes like I, I like in terms of music I don't even think of like I think of my hands as like a separate entity like I just like what do you got for me hands right. yeah. and then start playing and then Oh, that was pretty cool hands or like hands you just do not have it today. Yeah. Because like they just do like when you're trying to create music or make music or uh, stuff like when you're not uh, playing songs, um, you're just like seeing what your hands have for you. Yeah. In terms of like learning a song, it's uh, it's just like it's just muscle memory and practice. Mm-hmm. You just got to and just playing it slower. It's like as slow as you can and then taking it a little faster until you have it up to speed and a little bit faster. And um and uh, and for me it's tough because I like I, the stuff I want to play now is like death metal and thrash metal which mm-hmm. is totally fast totally aggressive and it's just it's very hard yeah it's totally hard to play, play that type of music And but I never really tried before because like I was like playing jazz blues rock and then I just got bored like, yeah I, I, you know most music is based on like the three, same three chords same three chord projection, progressions and so I was like, what's, what's the most, like, difficult music to listen to and what's the most difficult music to play? Right. And so I started just looking in those directions. And so, and that's, that's mostly, like, death metal and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and, you know, heavy metal and progressive rock and stuff like that because that stuff is more akin to jazz than people give credit because it's, um, like, a lot of chord changes, a lot of, like, uh, uh, technical difficulties, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I just sit there, like, try, like, there's certain songs I'll play where I'm like, yeah, I got it, or, like, let's see if I got it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what's the big one? Pantera's uh, Cowboys from Hell. Because, uh, 
you can play on a guitar, you can play the same notes, but in different places on the neck. And so, like, there's a way, the easy way of playing it on, like, a certain part of the neck, and then there's the way Dimebag played it, Dimebag Daryl, the guitar player. Yeah. It was a hard way, harder way. It was up around the neck. It's like, you have to really stretch your fingers around to play it. It's so like, well, we're going to do Dimebag's way. Yeah. Because that's the way it was. Yeah. That's the way he did it. That's the way you want it done. That's you know, and plus, see, I was a kid, like, guitar playing, you're like, oh, man, I better learn all Guns N' Roses songs, because yeah. you never know when they're going to need a rhythm guitarist. Like, I wasn't going to say it. I know it could never be Slash. But they, <laughs> but they was like, but they, uh, that, that second rhythm player, guitar player, always seems like he's on rocky ground. <laughs> so, like, yeah, but that was it, too. Like, there was a good time for guitar playing when I was a kid, like, and, like, Guns N' Roses was at its all-time high, and so I was like, oh, man, I wish, I would literally, like, just, like, it was easier uh, because my parents weren't home and I was a kid, so I would just like, I would put on um, Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion live in Tokyo, and mm-hmm. I would just like, yeah, let's do the slash. <laughs> let's do this. And so I would just play along sometimes. Like, he would, like, when he would solo, I would just try to do my own solo, or I would just play rhythm along, or I would just like try to play it as he played it. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that, I have to say, like, the, the person I was always like, oh man, how, like, my main inspiration when it comes to guitar was always slash. Like, yeah. Just like uh, well, I'm sure Buckethead was also having these same aspirations at the he time. Yeah, he was good. He's, Buckethead's great. Um, for like listeners who don't know, uh, he was like the when the Guns N' Roses broke up and Axel tried to reform. Buckethead was the lead guitarist. Yeah, and he's a great guitarist. Actually, he's he's a, a he's he's great, and he doesn't play enough that you get to hear him around mm-hmm. town. But he he's great. Like especially also what people don't realize as a funk guitarist. Like, he, considering he has, like, this weird playing style, and then he plays, like, this, like, regular regular funk stuff, mm-hmm. like, it's always, like, bananas to listen to him play, but, like, I, I, I follow him in on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'll just see him play, and he has, like, these live, or whatever the word is, like, like the long, spidery fingers, that you, like, like really surgeon's thin. hands. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like, son of a bitch. He probably plays good piano, too. Oh, he probably yeah. does. I wouldn't be surprised. But, like, um, you just want to watch him, like, do that stuff, and you're like, ah, oh, that's incredible. Yeah. But also, that like, goes back to a little bit, ties into the instructional videos, because you're like, there's a bunch of people who, you can learn any musical instrument on YouTube. Yeah. Um, do you I, watch a lot of the guitar ones? Oh, I watch a lot of music instruments in general, because I have, like, other instruments, too. I have, mm-hmm. like, like, a drum pad and a synthesizer and a bass. And so, like, whenever I want to, like, deep a little, dive a little deeper into the other instruments... Like you, you whatever you might think of my like, like, like flea style, like thumping jazz bass. It's all YouTube. Like the like, yeah. like type of bass. That was all, it's all YouTube. Like all or like uh, how to hold a drumstick. It was yeah. from YouTube. Um, I have a synthesizer and it has like all these weird patches and stuff like that. And I like, I like, I and it gives you an instruction book. But I was like, uh, YouTube did a way better job of showing me how to like program stuff and how to like save it and stuff like that so I could get back to it but yeah and any like guitar solo you want to learn there's some guy out there who like played it and then will play it like at half speed so you could learn it yeah um, also a lot of like a lot of people like play covers on YouTube um, because uh, they're hoping to kind of get discovered half heartedly or, or maybe they're just a fan of band but I know of major bands that have picked up major players for their band because they're like they check, they're like, they're like, oh, we're this metal band. And they're like, oh, someone did a cover of a song. And they did it really good. Well, they should bring, we should bring them in. Um, I, I, I never did that because I always just kind of like 
more I would more take a, their song and then make it my own than yeah. play their song and do it well. I used to play like a Delta Blues version of Dead Souls by uh, Joy Division. Oh, that's that was, fun. That, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. It is, yeah. It was, more just doing it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like, what could this get me? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or else like, just finding it by accident, like mm-hmm. just playing around with like a slide, like those like blues guitars, and just like all of a sudden just go, wah, 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 wah. oh shit, that's Dead Souls. Yeah. <laughs> I just figured out Dead Souls. And like, that's how you, sometimes you figure out a song by accident. Mm-hmm. You just like, you just, like playing you're like oh shit that's today by fucking this, uh, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins that's gotta be a good feeling yeah exactly because you're, you're like, just playing ah, I got it <laughs> the weirdest one was uh, I was just playing and all of a sudden it was the theme from The Last of the Mohicans <laughs> it's like because it has like this kind of like your fingers just kind of find it yeah it's yeah it's almost like playing a scale over and again and you're just like oh shit The Last of the Mohicans which is weird and funny at the time because that's one of my mom's favorite movies. Like, she would play it all the time. So I just osmosized <laughs> that song and then just yeah. started playing it. But, yeah, but, like, that's why I always tell people, like, you know, like, they say comedy's all about getting on stage. Like, if you want to learn an instrument, it's not that hard. You just got to, like, literally, like, just 30 minutes a day and be prepared for those 30 minutes to be ugly for, yeah. like, a long time. Like it helps to have like a like a direction you want to go with it, but mostly it's just like picking it up every day and just like being disciplined about. It. Like I have a travel guitar in my uh, in the back of my car, mm-hmm. so that like sometimes like before a mic, if I have like an hour and there's like nothing to do, I'll just pick up the guitar and just start playing it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. It's part. It is part of me. Like it, it is like a, a, a like something about me and something about it that I'll be like doing it for the rest of my life. Like, uh, you can also, like, tune guitars to certain, like, tuning so you can play it. So even if my mm-hmm. hands went, I could tune it and just play songs. If, like, there's a famous guitarist named Django Reinhardt. And yeah. He had two fingers. Like, he played the most stuff you, could, you couldn't play if you had six. A lot of people couldn't play if they yeah, had he's six incredible. fingers, and he did it with two. Like, he burned his hand. So he had, like, these two front fingers, like the peace sign fingers. And he just... Yeah, crazy. Uh-huh. Well, thank you so much, Ramsey. Thank you for having yeah. me. This is awesome.